Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. It's the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with Daniel McCarty, Grant Elliott and Justin Marshall on SCNZ. Kia folks, bang on 10am, happy Saturday morning to you and welcome into the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. It's quarter finals stage. We started with eight, we're down to seven, we've had one eliminated last night. We'll pick over the bones of that game in Christchurch. Yes, the Crusaders roll on, death taxes, Crusaders make the playoffs and the Crusaders make the semi-finals. Now Grant Elliott, although it does come at a little bit of a cost with the lost of one Ethan Blackadder for the remainder of the season, it does seem. Justin Marshall is ready to go. He will uh, join us. This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. We'll preview all of the other uh, quarterfinals and any other topics that pop into our uh, little uh, crazy old minds. Playoff footy, Grant. Yeah. First, you excited? Mate, you told me it would happen. You told me it would happen. That, that the, the Crusaders would, arise, that the playoffs <laughs> well, would actually come. Yeah, well, that. Well, you yeah. never know these days, do you? Yeah. All these competitions that are missing uh, for the past two years. But it has been a great Super Rugby tournament. And the Crusaders, as you said, quarterfinals versus the Reds. Well, they're unstoppable when they get momentum. And we're going to speak to one of Crusaders' best. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit sore having watched that game. Uh, I did notice they, they turned up the physicality dial. To, to playoff level. Do they do that, though? Do they just go through... They don't go through the motions, surely. Mate, I'm, the rugby I'm, sitting, and then it... I'm sitting here next to you with a motor on my stomach. I'm not the man to ask. <laughs> should, we, should we ask the former All Black? We should ask it's the former All Black. Well, he was eating butter chicken pies for breakfast. Oh, and uh, hopefully he's upgraded when, when, when you've looked after your body like Justin has for, for 20, 30-odd years... You deserve it. You deserve a butter chicken pie in the morning. We, we, we can allow him that. But it is playoff time. The Crusaders are through. There's three games today, a triple treat, Grant. But I, I can hear the wheels turning. He's uh, been driven around, no doubt, in his motorcade. It's Justin Marshall. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy playoff time, Marshy. Yes, good morning to you, Daniel, and good morning to you, Grant. Um, Jeezy... Grant, you won't let that butter chicken pie go, will you? It must have been like no, a, you won't, will he? It must. I don't know what it's done to you, but you just you just can't sort of get get it through your head that somebody can have a butter chicken pie for breakfast. But anyway, I digress. I'm good. Um, really good night last night in Christchurch. Uh, like you both said, high quality uh, game. You know, quarterfinals physicality was unbelievable, and uh, yep, the Crusaders train keeps rolling on. And unfortunately for a, a gritty red side. Their season is over. Did, was it noticeable that the increase in physicality? It, it oh. seemingly that the hit seemed bigger, the collision seemed louder just through the TV screen. Yeah, well, look, we had uh, Kieran Reid with us on our Sky TV coverage last night, and even he said during the halftime break how noticeable the physicality was. I can hear some of the impacts, he said, because he was down sideline, obviously watching the game, um, had a close up view. And he said, by God, it makes me feel good to be retired. And, you know, he, he was pretty tough, old Kieran Reid. He played the game <laughs> physical himself. So, yeah, look, obviously the game keeps moving on after people retire um, and players just keep getting bigger, um, better and stronger. Um, but no doubt last night. And, you know, you try to quantify this, don't you? Because, like, the, the, every game is as important as a quarterfinal. When, when you're pushing as hard as what you are, not only to, to make a starting 15, but 
to perform for your teammates, to perform your, for your team, you don't hold anything back. But, but for some reason or another, I, I guess, um, when it becomes knockout, uh, that, 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 that level of intensity just goes up a peg or two. It gets more around that international sort of flavour to it. Justin, uh, holding things back, that's an interesting one for me because I've always wondered that about the Crusaders. When, when you, death, you know, taxes, always make the playoffs, it's subconsciously got to be in your mind, right? And almost in, in the thinking that the season started last night in, in some ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and I guess mentally, you know, some teams have history behind them where, you know, they, they adjust really well to going into to finals situations. And, you know, the Crusaders obviously have got a formidable home record when they are playing on their home patch, you know, to, to, the, to the point they're nearly unbeatable. So when you, you're in an organisation like that, you, you're just looking to get to the point where you're in a position to play finals uh, rugby at home. And I think the pressure on sides that haven't been there regularly and uh, get into that situation really, you know, the players are obviously up for it, but they, they, they sometimes lose the big moments. And I thought last night in some of the big moments in the game, let's think about scrum, for example. Like you, You've got to go into a game like that knowing you've got to have a platform if you're going to beat the Crusaders, and the Reds didn't have that. But if I can pinpoint one thing, if anyone watched the 80 minutes of the game, the Reds scored a fantastic try to get themselves back in the match. Vunivalo went in in the corner. They're back in mm-hmm. the game. I think they were one point behind. And then from the ensuing kickoff... They spill the ball off a mandatory kickoff. They cough it up for no reason whatsoever, and they invite the Crusaders back into the game. Two minutes later, the Crusaders are pegging three points back. That's where some teams let them down, let themselves down when they haven't been in those situations before. Justin, you you spoke last week about the meticulous planning for the, the, the support staff and the coaches um, ahead of time. So they'll already be looking towards the semifinals and perhaps even the, the finals. But in terms of the physicality of the whole competition, how important is it to, to try and rotate your players to make sure that they're fresh for this moment? Because this is where it counts. It doesn't matter. Anything that you've done up until this point actually doesn't matter. Yeah, no one's going to remember who finished top of the table. Yeah, you have to go in and they must win games. So... The planning in terms of the freshness of the players, how important is that? It's already done. So basically what you do is you macro-manage your squad throughout the competition. Um, sometimes that's dictated to you by, uh, you know, the, the, the All Black Minutes with sides that have got lots of All Blacks in it. They've they got to control that and balance their squad out that way. But in general, um, sides will make sure that they manage their players through to the point that they get to now. And from now... It's all guns blazing. There's no managing players. There's no holding them back. There's no keeping them fresh. You've got them primed and ready to go come this period of, of the competition. And they should be from week to week, even though it's a bit more physical, even though the intensity goes up, mentally they're in a good space to be there. And physically they've uh, been prepared well by the coaches who have managed those squads through until this point. So mm. from here on in, no, there's no rotation. Don't Don't expect any of the sides to make changes unless they have to either by injury or a player dramatically falls out of form. 
This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with Reese Plumbing designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. Your comments welcome. Double eight double three or oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. I saw the graphic come up last night, Justin. Twenty five home playoff games. They've won twenty five. That, well, that wasn't a misprint. That wasn't a mistake. Because that's scarcely believable. I'm sorry. That that is one of the more extraordinary streaks in New Zealand sport. I would say. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know th- that's the. I, I guess that's the foundation that you build success on when when you're a side like that that oh. have, have such a formidable record on their home patch. You know, like that. That's where it makes it very difficult for teams to come down, knowing historically that the side is near on impossible to put away, or are impossible, given the statistic you've just read out. And yeah, you know that. I, I think you know Scott Robertson will be ruining a couple of opportunities that. He let, he let the Crusaders, um, well, the Crusaders themselves let slip during the season. That stopped them from finishing in that top spot, you know, dropping the Waratahs game um, and, and also two home games, which they don't tend to ever really do. They lost to the Chiefs and the Blues. So now they, they, they are faced with the prospect that the Blues momentum continues of having to, to go away uh, from Orange Seri Stadium where they have that immaculate record to try and win a final. But hey, and a team stacked full of superstars, all blacks who have been there, been to coalfaces, been uh, been to the finals before, mate, they they get up for that sort of stuff as well. So, you know, expect expect them to still be very good, even though they have to go away from away from uh, you know Christchurch to do it. Justin, big players perform in big moments, and um, Richie Moanga, well, he certainly he was notably injecting himself at key moments during the game. Yeah, he was, and he's been he's been missing for three weeks, and, and it's never easy when when you're having to sit back and watch the the guys out there uh, working their way into a position to to make the, the finals football, and and you're having to sit back knowing that you know you want to be part of that. So I guess that fuels your enthusiasm as well, and uh, he certainly looked full of energy last night. Uh, um, you know, it's just the little uh, things that he does in the game that you, that you make. Uh, you know, you, you make, really makes you think of what a quality player he is. A couple of the passes that he threw out to put players in space, you know, uh, some of the, the, the kicks, like there was one kick there where the Crusaders won a penalty, I think, just outside their 22 on defence. Richie Moonga stepped up and he kicked it to within 15 metres of the Reds' line, you know, and all mm. of a sudden, from being on defence, yeah. he, had, he had peeled off something like 65 metres on a touch finder and then the Crusaders launched their line out, and from that they scored. You know that those little things that are big players, big names step up. That you, they're probably unnoticeables, but when you when you when you realise the significance of what they're doing by a big, huge skip pass or a 65-metre um, punt that puts you in the in the right position to accumulate points, that very much I feel is what where good players step up big time. Yeah, yeah, I really like how aggressive he is with his touch finders. It sounds a little bit weird, uh, but, but he's over-aggressive and, and often carves off so many yards. Uh, lovely try after about 60 minutes. That, that really ended it, didn't it? I think eight-point buffer they had that uh, at that stage. It all starts from, uh, uh, I was going to call him Will Young. He's, I've, I've got him on my mind. Mr. Jordan, <laughs> we'll call him Jordan, um, at, at fullback. Both wingers uh, touch it, have huge impacts. Uh, there's quality all over the park. Although, have they got enough depth in the loose forward department, Mr. Marshall? Because a heavy toll they did pay last night because Ethan Blackhead, one of the top, toughest hombres going around, was suffering quite a significant shoulder injury, and he's done. How do they replace him? Can they? 
Yeah, well, that that is a massive blow because that that back five that they they were putting out there was pretty spectacular. You know, big, strong, hard running players that had huge amount of work rate. Now, Blackhead is the heaviest of them. He's 112 clicks, so he's a big unit. He's you know Pablo Matera's um, 108. Uh, you know, and then you've got um, Grace at 110. You know, so you combine that with Whitelock and Barrett in the middle row. That's a big back five that's really mobile, tough, uncompromising, and you know, losing black out of, out of, out of that mix um, takes away a little bit of that intimidation factor, and, and particularly the way that he plays the game. But certainly from my perspective, uh, the, the emergence of Tom Christie this year, like the way that he has basically come out of his shell, and, and, and he's adjusted and adapted his game. Like he, he, he now carries the ball. He's quite comfortable sitting two in from the wing um, to be in a position uh, you know, where, where he's a threat with the ball in the hand. Uh, over the ball, he's very good. He's certainly put on some weight. There's no doubt about that. When you see the size of him, he's put some bulk on, and he's playing um, a lot better for having that weight on. So, look, w- w- whilst you have a replaceable in Blackadder and the way that he plays and his energy, I certainly think without Tom Christie having adjusted his game and played the way that he had, the Crusaders would be scratching their head thinking we're a bit light in the back row. Now, certainly, obviously, that uh, does still tap into their depth because Christie will start and he will be the, the open side. But it's, you know, who's next cab off the rank now? You know, they're going to have to go to someone a bit greener. Either that or does Scott Robertson go back to picking, you know, a second lock and, and having Barrett as that um, back row cover? Scott Barrett. Well, Justin, you're talking about combinations and injuries. <laughs> we had... An absolute catastrophe for my host here while you were going through that. He spilt his coffee. Now, liquids oh. and electronics do not go well together. It's all over his crotch. He was feverishly <laughs> scrubbing the desk. He was cleaning sorry, himself. Sorry, sorry, Justin. I didn't hear a, I don't think I heard a word of your answer. Well, I, mean, fear. And I have to say, when, when <laughs> I first started talking, and that's obviously when it happened, he, he went, oh, like that. And I thought he was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. He, he, I thought Coffee he was everywhere. doing it because I'd said something inspirational and, and, and he just couldn't believe that <laughs> something so important. But obviously it wasn't. He just spilled his coffee. Bloody well, I, 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 I hang off every word, Justin, normally. You know that, my friend. But no, the coffee's everywhere. And landed right in the crutch. It's a good look. Fantastic. It's a very good look. It's, I, blame, I blame a dodgy lid. Anyway, we don't want to get sidetracked. This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show in association with Reese Plumbing. Decide to help your business grow and succeed, Reese. It does work for you. Your comments, welcome to Justin Marshall, double eight, double three, probably the best way. That is our text line. Right, uh, we've got uh, a lot of code to get through because what a delight. Hope it is a day to cash in our brownie points. Park up on the couch. Bang, bang, bang. It is plough footy coming our way. Let's go through these games one by one before finishing off with our tips. Um, uh, as an aside, um, if last week's form is any indication of this week's form, Justin, um, who knows what's going to happen? Because there was some, um, you know, last mm. last game of the round-robin season um, feel to last week, if you know what I mean, with, uh, with uh, the Brumbies going down, the Chiefs only getting past the Drua, the Blues edging the, the Tars, um, the Force beating the Canes, and, of course, the Rebels beating the Highlanders. So it is the Chiefs and the Waratahs. Uh, let, let, let's what, expunge from our memory what happened last week, Justin. Um, we need to look at the totality of the season. How do these two sides match? Yeah, well, look, I, the Chiefs, like they, they had um, a really quality performance last week in the first half and then almost got pipped at the post by the Drua. And what was an absolutely fantastic occasion in Latoka. Man, what a... 
what a great advocate for the game that was and, and, and what a, a performance from the Drua to fight their way back into it. But the Chiefs, obviously, getting that win, they were able to get themselves back to Hamilton in a good frame of mind. Um, look, this this game is, is, is tight. It's a tight game to call. Um, no doubt about the fact that the Chiefs have got quality. They've got home field advantage. It's probably the strongest side that the Waratahs could put out, bar Parisi, the centre, who is a massive... Uh, casualty for them because him him being in the midfield he just offers him a point of difference he's actually got really good footwork he's got a good outside break and offload now Newsom's a good player he's strong he'll carry hard but he ha- he hasn't got that slight little bit of x factor in them so they, mm-hmm. they do depower themselves by Parisi not being available but the rest of the side they've got Gamble they've got a really good back row they've got good strong forwards Bell um, you know the loose head uh, I've been really impressed with him this is going. This is really going to be a difficult hurdle for the Chiefs because the Waratahs are really capable of tipping them up. Yeah, they really are. But if you look at the tote, if you look at the, our, our local TAP, it's it's a oh, yeah. one horse race. It's like a dollar thirty. So yeah. obviously, all the New Zealanders think it's going to be the Chiefs. But I've got a lot more faith in the Waratahs um, than than the average New Zealander would seem, Justin. And you're on that boat too. Yeah, yeah, I am, you know, and, and they're really well led too. Jake Gordon is a very good scrum half. Um, I, I think he's played so well this year that he'll get back himself back into the Wallabies. Um, and, and, and he's competitive as well. So, you know, he's been in big games before. He's been he's been obviously on the international stage as well. Uh, look, I, I feel that obviously the, the home ground advantage is, is massive here in New Zealand. I think that's why the odds are stacked the way that they are. The Australian teams do struggle to come here and win. But let's think back to a month ago when a very good Chiefs side, probably only missing Brody Retallick, really, in general, um, went went down went down to the Brumbies. So it did show that teams are able to, and capable to come to Hamilton and, and get a result. And um, yeah, that this is yeah this is something like if I was a betting man and I had um, Grant Elliott's mm. money, I might, I might put a little oh we might put a little wager on the the Waratahs if they're paying what they what they've got at the TAB at the moment. So, Justin, that's interesting because, I mean, one, I don't have a lot of money, but the other one is is that when they met in April uh, 22nd, the Chiefs beat them 51-27. How significant yep. is that going into to, uh, finals footy, or does it not matter? Well, it's probably more disadva- a disadvantage to the Chiefs, really, because it, it, what yeah. you don't want when you're trying to go into finals football is have complacency, and, and when you get quite a comprehensive result like that, you know, the players can sometimes think, right, well, this is what we did well last time. This is how we put them away. Let's just execute that again. Uh, and we, we were comfortable winners last time out. Knockout rugby or knockout sport, as you, as you very well know, Grant, is, is a different um, situation completely. Where players, you know, sometimes become a little bit insular because expressing yourself yeah. and making an error could cost you, mm. you know, your competition. So... You know, you've, you, you've got to get the balance right. And um, I certainly feel that a previous result um, is more harmful for the Chiefs than it is the Waratahs. The Waratahs would gain massive motivation by that. Look, if I was coach, I would have just sat that team down, the Waratahs team down on Monday and said, watch this game and make them watch the whole 80 minutes of getting 50 points put on them and then make them get out and train. And I tell you what, I bet he, got, he would, would have got a response if that's what he did because it, it, it's never pleasant to get beaten like that emphatically. So, mm. yeah, I certainly think it's mentally um, an advantage to the Waratahs having been put away like that because, you know, they've got, they've got they've, their attitude would certainly have shifted from, from being beaten like that. 
Your comments or questions, welcome to double eight double three. Here's one from Jamie uh, for you, Justin. Great show, guys. Can you please ask Justin what loss is bigger, Aaron for the Highlanders or Dalton for the Blues? Wow, yeah, that is a that is a big um, a big question, isn't it? Like I think I I said last week that I felt that probably the player that's impressed me the most this season has been Dalton Papali, the way that he has played, and. I certainly think, in, in terms of the mental shift that the Blues have made, he's probably the bigger loss out of the two, um, just mentioned, because he simply has installed this real faith and this real belief in, in, in the Blues, and he's obviously been the catalyst a couple of times where they've had their backs to the wall, where he stood up, his captaincy stood up, and his leadership, and he's, and he's, and he's done it by actions as well. Um, so... Yeah, I certainly think that he is he is a massive loss for the Blues leading into the finals, and you know um, they'll they'll do well to to continue to keep uh, that, that capacity to keep driving, keep pushing that he's installed in them. Uh, they're going to need another leader to step up big time. The Highlanders, how high should I be on the Highlanders here, oh. Justin? Because they've only won four games all season. They really are there to make up numbers. Hello, Highlanders fans. Come at me on 0800-150-811. But four wins um, from their 14 games. The Reds, who finished ahead of them, had eight wins, twice as many. The Highlanders have no chance, right? Virtually no chance. Right, Justin? Um, if I didn't know Tony Brown so well, I would probably agree with you, given their performances. And I expected and said as much and have had to more. swallow my words yeah. um, last week. Yeah, I expected more from them last week in particular. I thought that they, you know, given the backs-to-the-wall situation they're in against the Rebels, uh, I thought that they would be more innovative, they'd be more productive with the ball. Uh, but again, they str- struggled and stuttered their way through the match and, and um, you know, nearly once again got themselves out of the playoffs uh, and, and got beaten. So... Um, I'm sort of scratching my head, thinking, "Well, this, this is a this is the old roll the dice situation, isn't it? You know, they, they, they are certainly, by by all accounts, massive underdogs for this game, just given because of the way they're playing. Like when you look at the quality of player in there, they're not a bad side, um, but they're not playing like that. So, I think probably the best um, thing and most positive news for Highlanders fans is it's the strongest side I think, bar probably Mitch Hunt that um, Tony Brown could put out there. I think he's done the right thing by bringing Frizzell, who's back um, off the bench. But given given that fact, that certainly does help their cause. Um, the back row's good. Mikaeli Tu'u's playing well. Never underestimate Aaron Smith. He's such a competitor. Uh, and, and they do they do have the ability to, to unsettle the, uh, the Blues. So, look, in my mind, I'm thinking the genius that is Tony Brown. He is leaving New Zealand rugby um, after this game, potentially. He, he won't he won't want to leave without throwing a few punches believe me that's the way he is he's yeah, a dog sure. eat dog kind of kind of guy and um expect them to be much 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 better and in this contest I do I certainly do yeah but it might be a flyweight throwing punches to a heavyweight if you know what I mean yep yeah it, yeah you're right no there's no doubt about it and form indicates that you know like the blues have been um, absolutely impeccable this season. And, and when they've faced adversity, they've fronted it head on. You know, their performance last week was outstanding, given the fact that they rotated so many players. So they've got depth in their squad. So they flexed their muscles in that regard and said, you know what, we cop a couple of injuries, we can get players stepping in and fronting. So, yeah, there's no doubt that it's um, it's it's featherweight versus heavyweight. 
But you never know, mate. The old featherweight can dock, duck and dive and get the heavyweight uh, on the rope of dope and you never know what could eventuate. Yeah, well, Justin, I think the interesting thing is you you were probably always on the, the side of expectations where you were playing in a great team that was expected to yeah, win. True. However, I was in a Black Caps team where the expectations were quite low. We always went in as the underdog. And it was actually quite a liberating feeling when you went and made finals, you know, cricket. Yes. And I think it's the same with the Highlanders now. They go in and they're like, wow. Nothing how did to we, lose. Territory. Yeah, how did we get into this position? How are we here? We've got a great yeah. opportunity here. So nothing to lose, whereas yeah. the Blues are expected to win. And I think that, you know, that uh, provides a really interesting dynamic to this game. Well, I think you make a really valid point, Grant. You really do. And, and certainly... Um, I appreciate where you are coming from because you, I think that black cap side that you played in, um, you know, there, there was always that underdog status, but it seemed to um, inspire the players and, and going out playing, particularly like the likes of the Big Brother Australia, you could certainly see that the team lifted. And, and I expect that. There's a lot of rivalry. There's, there's the Gordon Hunter aspect, the trophy that they yes. play with, even though this is not up for grabs now. But there's, the, there's that history there. And the Highlanders is always front because that's that, that's that rivalry. That's how that... That trophy was created, so they'll, they'll certainly have that motivation there as well. That sits deep in their stomach, and you know, that that never never say die attitude. Why, why not? You know, they should be actually sitting on their couches, um, drinking their spates, and watching the finals because they don't look. I'll be open and blatantly honest about it, and this is not being disrespectful. They don't deserve to be there. Like they really don't. Losing as many games as they have this year, including their last one when they really needed to win. You know, you wonder whether or not they actually should be in the finals. So they must mm. have turned up on Monday and went, bloody hell, you know what, boys? You know, we, we, we are so very lucky that we are in this position to be able to still win this competition. How about we give it a go? That's what my attitude would be. And then, of course, we've got the Canes up against the Brumbies. So the Brumbies backing up after that loss last weekend. Uh, the, the Canes should be prepared for Australian sides. I think they've played them three weeks in a row. They've, they've beaten the Waratahs. They uh, beat the Rebels uh, comfortably so, but then uh, tripped up against the Force, having the Force um, believing they might uh, sneak in the back door. Uh, another side who, I hate using that term, rocks and diamonds, but they're a little bit too up and down for, for probably Hurricanes fans to be uber confident, Justin, but confident enough of maybe progressing out of the quarterfinals or or am I taking my eye off off the opponent too much there? No, I think you're right. Like, equally, I believe uh, the hole that the Brumbies have dug for themselves is going to be a very hard yep. one to get out of. It's got quite deep. <laughs> you know, it was a tiny little pothole and uh, they've, they've kept digging themselves deeper and deeper and deeper into problems. And, uh, you know, the form that they had coming off that Chiefs game is completely dissipated. So, now they're faced with the prospect of having a side that could potentially... The one side that no one ever wants to meet in finals football is the Hurricanes. I'll give you the tip. I've been there before. I've experienced it. <laughs> it it's not a pleasant feeling. I'm not knowing. They, they remind me so expect much... Expect the, the unexpected. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, expect yeah. the unexpected. So, that old exactly. catchphrase. So they, they, are more than ca they are more than capable uh, of winning this game. And, and the Brumbies are a team that is super low on confidence. I think they've lost four on the bounce, or they might have snuck one in there somewhere against Moana Pacifica, I believe. Or Anyway, they are they are not in a good place, and their, their confidence levels must be really low. Um, I know they got beaten by Moana Pacifica at home, of course. Yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. lost three in a so row, including to Moana Pacifica. Yeah. Um, the last yeah. loss you've already – the last win you referenced was, was the, the really good win against the Chiefs. That's the one, yeah. And like I said, they they are 
they stack full of wallabies. There's 11 wallabies in that side, uh, but they are, they are very much trying to find their mojo at the moment because it has gone missing big time. It has gone way out the back door, out the back garden, over the fence to the neighbour's house. So let's see, let's see how they respond. But um, if I was once again um, wanting to just sort of sit back and smile to myself thinking, oh, I, I think this might unfold this way, it would be unfolding that the Hurricanes win this. Yeah, that's that's interesting, Justin. Because I, I guess similar to um, my question around the, the the Chiefs game is the Hurricanes got pumped forty two twenty five, but that was just after that they they then um, they beat the Chiefs. You're talking um, against the Brumbies. The Brumbies, yeah. And then they had that three game loss. Why have they they had such a losing streak going into finals footy now? Because they're not looking great. Um, but I, I think t- to a degree, I think Jason Holland's tampered with the side a little bit too much. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what the reasons behind that is. Geordie's been missing. Geordie's been at 12. Geordie's been at 15. Artie's had to um, sit out a couple of games. Um, they've obviously gone back to Coles and Franks in the front row. Um, Olmua coming off the bench. Um, they've t- they've tinkered around a little bit with the back three. Um, the, the only one that has really sort of got any solidity there is, is Morby. Um, you know, Julian Severe's back in the, you know, like he's been, he's been in such good form. I, I just think in the last month that there's been a real lack of consistency in, in the side and, and putting a stake in the ground probably for, you know, what is your number one side and, and rolling it out there and getting some rhythm. They, they've probably paid the price for that. So, you know, that that's that's not helped them in, in terms of getting any momentum into the finals. But I think the side that he's named this weekend is a good side. Um, it's probably the best that he can name. And if they can just get into the game early, that's their key. If they can get into the game early, I think I think back to one of the games they were playing. Oh, it was in it was in, it was in Melbourne actually against the Reds, and they were played out of the game for 25, 30 minutes, and then some idiot from the Reds decided to pop, which was Artie Savia, took the and <laughs> the. the but that there was, he got penalised and yellow carded, and then honestly, Artie Savia literally went on a rampage, and the rest of them followed him, and they just they put the red. I don't think the red scored again from that moment when they when they um, committed that foul on Artie. That's the mojo they need. That's that's the I, I guess the fuel that they need to get themselves going. So they've got to get into this game early against the Brumbies. Whatever the Brumbies do, don't poke Artie because that will be to your detriment. But Somehow, there's got to be some form of inspiration early in that match, and look out if yeah. there is. Yeah, he certainly is the one player most likely to win a game by himself um, in, in this round, it, it does seem to me. Hey, big shout-out to TJ Pedanara too, Justin. 150th Super Rugby game. The guy's near the all-time leading try-scoring chart, so what a servant to the Canes it has been. I hope uh, for their fans they get another week. Um, let's get to the tipping. We, we've, we've talked we've talked it. We've talked it up. There's some I, I, I detect them... We might be a little bit sort of pulling our hair out on this. So, Grant, I'm going to be nice to you. Yeah. You can tip the first game. Can I tip the first team on every one of these fixtures? So that I'm not the deciding <laughs> That's vote? That's not really how it works. But, okay. um, because you um, are so nicely, no. Okay, well, the first, the first game, I know that you guys, it sounds like you're going to go for the Tars, I think. But I'm going to go hometown advantage here. I just think it's going to be quite intimidating. Um for the uh, the Waratahs to be at the Chiefs' home grounds, so I'm going to go Chiefs. Uh, I think the Waratahs make this a lot closer than the TAB tells us right now, mm. but I, I've got the Chiefs winning by seven points. Mm. Right, so I agree with you. Here's the voice of reason, Justin Marshall, to shoot us down. 
Well, the voice of reason agrees with you both. Like I said, I said this oh, was a yes. very good Waratahs side, and what yeah. you just said was bang on. It, it'll be tighter than many think, but the Chiefs and Hamilton are a tough nut to crack. They'll get home, but just. Uh, Grant Highlanders Blues, you can go first. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to see the Highlanders get up, but but I don't. <laughs> well, you can because you know you're going to get voted down by the, by the following two. I don't think they will. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the romance of the underdog, and I'm right. gonna go for the Highlanders. The, the biggest upset in yeah. rugby knockout yeah, history, maybe or something. It, it would be It'd be right up there, wouldn't it? When you look at the you know the points differential, the the wins and the losses. And also, I'm so gonna, you are, and you're I'm going to lock Highlanders. in the Hollanders, but also, the Highlanders. also because Justin Marshall said, you know, you just don't know what to expect from Tony Brown, and he knows him well. He's well, going to come I, out I, with I'm something sure he, exciting. He's got wonderful ideas. Whether or not the people are capable of carrying them out on the field, <laughs> I have doubts about. I got the Blues winning, you know, d- uh, double digits at least. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, very nice. Well, I'm born because two former players that I played uh, coaching both sides, and Leo McDonald and Tony Brown, and given that the big speech and uh, crescendo of uh, sending out Tony Brown on the right note. I'm going to go with Grant Elliott on this. We're, 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 we're oh, yes. That's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fantastic. So the Highlanders. Two, two of the three are high on the Highlanders. I couldn't be lower on the high. I'm not going to be able to. I will not be welcomed by my family next time I go down south. There's going to be some, I, I, I be am, some ugly looks. Thinking. Next time that I'm in uh, Auckland, I best be wearing a balaclava. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. Hope you're not peroxiding your hair these days, mate. Like you, you don't want to stick out up there if, after making a prediction like that. And the Brumbies Hurricanes, man, this I'm really torn on this one. And uh, Grant, luckily you're going first. Tough one, but I think I'm going to have to go on the current form. And I think the Hurricanes, I think the Brumbies, they just you know lo- losing the last three games. Um, they're obviously not going in with a lot of momentum, so I'm going to go with the, my team, the Canes. I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Brumbies. Um, lots of rolling mall tries, much to the annoyance, <laughs> uh, annoyance of of our dear friend Justin Marshall. I got the Brumbies. So yes, you got Justin? Absolutely, yep. And out of straight petulance of being the person I am, because of the way that they do score so many tries from rolling malls, I'm going to say the the Hurricanes with their flair uh, are going to sneak home and upset the Brumbies at home. Brilliant stuff. Justin, have a great weekend, my friend. We'll do it again next Saturday morning. Thanks so much. Thanks Look a lot, forward Justin. to it, gentlemen. You guys have a good weekend too. Cheers. We will do. So there we have it. The three remaining games. We've got the Chiefs beating the Waratahs. The Highlanders upsetting the Blues. I like that turnaround. That is awesome. And I, I've, I, again, I'm completely thrown. I think Justin went the Brumbies. I'm confused. Did he go the Brumbies or the Canes? He went the Canes. No, he went the Canes. No, it is went... Canes. So we're locking in Canes, Highlanders, Chiefs, our number is 0800-150-811. I'd expect respect to fan bases from all the teams involved who have been slighted or had their tyres pumped up to call in great numbers and either rejoice or utterly savage us. We invite you to join us on 0800-150-811. Have we drunk the Kool-Aid? Uh, are we drinking at work? Uh, you tell us, or are we on the money? Let us know. It's 25 minutes away from 11. It's 21 minutes away from 11 o'clock. Our number is 0800-150-811-8833. I must admit, Grant, I, I didn't expect some controversy in our tipping. But boy, there's some big boil-overs. What do you mean? There's no, always no controversy. No bigger than the Highlanders ending the blue season later today. Yeah, but there's always controversy, and that's because um, our producer, Ben Francis, always changes our bets anyway. But well, that, that is one we won't forget. He's grumpy this week anyway, isn't he? Yeah. Even, even though I got a jersey from you. 
uber fan from the blue, Zade, must be aghast at what oh, he's just heard right. from Elliot. At, oh, here he is. G'day, Zade. Yeah, what are you doing, Grant? No, hey. Don't Daniel McCarty with Grant. Come on. Zaid, it wasn't just me. It was Justin Marshall, our expert. No, Justin Marshall, our expert, and myself have gone the Highlanders. No, Grant, you said it first. Yep. I did say it first. You're right, Zaid. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's cowering in the corner. The, bo- the body language is getting a bit negative from Grant. Zaid, you've got him on the run. Put him on the floor. Knock him out, Zaid. Finish him. Sweep the leg. The only teams they've bet this year is Moana, Drua, Reds and Force, is that right? Daniel McCarty and Grant, they haven't been a New Zealand team yet. And the Blues... It's almost like he's paying attention, Grant. It's almost like he's uh, paying attention and you're not paying attention. Games this morning. Uh, yeah, most games this year. But yeah, anyway, guys, um, uh, I know it's not rugby, but what about the Black Caps? What about Blundell and uh, Daryl Mitchell? Absolute, the game is now the Black Caps to lose, isn't it? All right, mate. Hey, we'll get on to that after 11, I promise you that, Zade. So, so make I mean, sure you I, stay I tuned. Uh, Grant. Up, I was just, just bringing it up. No, no, that's all right, mate. That's all right. Um, uh, what, what a great way to end day number two. Plenty more to come. Uh, yeah, Zade, as far as the, the, the uh, give me the, give me the other tips. Give me the other tips. Did the Chiefs beat the, uh, the Tars? Uh, Ooh, I've gone blank. Yeah, Chiefs will beat the Tars, but it's definitely, uh, put, your, put your money on one for 12, Chiefs. Okay. So... Um, and, don't uh, need to ask you about the Blues being in the uh, Highlanders. And uh, did the Canes uh, upset the Brumbies? If I was to go on, if I was to go on, Canberra, if I was to go on home advantage, I'd go to the Brumbies. Um, but de- depends how much TJ Perinara wants it in his 150th game. But they've definitely got the hardest mm. game out of the three today um, because they're going down to Canberra. I mean, playing in Canberra where it's cold and raining, I wouldn't want to go to the, Even if I was the Blues, I wouldn't want to be in Canberra tonight. It just, it's not the nicest weather. Um, the Blues only won by three there. I think the Hurricanes have lost to the Brumbies this year. Is, isn't that right? Um, I bet the Highlanders. I know they haven't been the, the best last few weeks, but now it's the playoffs, they might be back on it. Um, I think Rob Valentini might be back tonight as well. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I even, even, for me, even last night, the Crusaders didn't play the best. Yeah, you're, you're, you're unsure, Zade, and that's, 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 that's perfectly okay. Great to chat, my friend. Thank you so much. It's 80 minutes away from 11 o'clock. Let's be frank. I don't think there's ever a good time to be in Canberra. Yeah, well, Zaid's not happy with my... He's oh. blaming it on me. But, I mean, well, the deciding vote know, was on Justin Marshall. Well, Justin Marshall and Grant Elliott think the Highlanders are going to win. I, I was thinking if the Blues lose to Highlanders, that's a choke job. I actually thought... It's a choke job. They've lost. They've only won four games all year. I thought that both you and Marshall were definitely going for the Or is it the, the Cinderella story? It's the Cinderella story. It's the Cinderella story. Romance sport. No one wanted them there. No one wanted them there, but they've called their fairy godmother. And Tony Brown, what a send-off, making the finals of Super Rugby, the opportunity to lift the trophy. I've never wanted the Blues to beat the Highlanders more in my life, mainly because you two are going to be utterly unbearable all week. 17 away from 11, our lines are open, 0800-150-811. You can text us, double eight double three. Someone writes here, Jamie, uh, to be exact, Highlanders not, uh, only lost to the Blues by seven points in the round. Robin, question mark, not exactly a thrashing. Uh, nice of you to uh, leave out, Jamie, that the Blues beat them twice in round robin, including by 12 points in week number four. Um, obviously, um, selective memory. Just 32-25 in that last game they played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's got to give you Not some hope mate. if you're a Highlander. Not happening. 17 away from 11. We will take a short break. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. We'll update uh, the Super Rugby fan of the year competition. 
This is the Reese uh, Super Rugby Fan Show. Stay with us. Back after this with more. That you are. Justin Marshall um, was with us earlier. If you missed out, check out our social media uh, accounts. They will be posted a little bit later if uh, you missed out on all of the good oil. And gee, there were a couple of uh, curly ones thrown um, out as far as picks. Highlanders beating the Blues and the Canes to beat the Brumbies. Oh, one curly one. The Highlanders. I didn't expect Justin Marshall to go for the Highlanders and he has. I'm watching that one. Yeah, you're next on the line, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Last week, uh, we referenced this with Justin too, that that the last group of games in round robin were a little bit all over the place. Yeah, resting players ahead of playoffs. And Mm. and there were some uh, rather harem scarum results, you might say. Um, that uh, that, That has meant plenty of activity after... Being stuck in the doldrums, you know, trying to go through the equator in our uh, Reese Super Rugby uh, Fan of the Year competition. 5000 bucks up for grabs, thanks to Reese Plumbing, uh, our tipsters. I think from weeks 11 through to about 15, we'd only lost, like, one. Yeah. Because it went from 42 no to 41, upsets. and then 41, 41, 41, 41. Well, we lost over half of them last week. Over half? Yeah, so we're down to 20. That Moana Pacifica game yeah. would have absolutely... That was the, the exact game when Moana Pacifica beat the Hurricanes. That's when we had a massive fall-off. Was that from the 1054? I think there was 295 down to 59. 95 down to 59. Yeah. There you go. So, and I said, I said we needed, we needed an upset. We needed to see the true blue punters come through. And we've only got 20, you say, now. Yeah, so good luck to everyone still remaining in the uh, Super Rugby Fan of the Year uh, competition. Uh, Reese Plumbing, in it together. And here for the long haul, Reese, it works for you. There's also uh, a little update of, of our tips last week. How did they go, Ben? Or how did you go now that you've just completely taken over the, the place? No, I, I let you guys run it last week. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. did not veto anything. And we went up in the standings. We went up in the standings, of course. There you go. Mainly because I think everyone else was just utterly ridiculously bad around us. Uh, so no strength of our own showing. Um, the Saturday session crew finished in a respectable 646 out of 2,174 uh, in the SEN uh Staff comp, uh, we were 45th out of 105. Oh, that's decent. Oh, that's above. above. It's, it's a C. It's, it's, a, it's an Everton. It's getting above us midway. Degree. Um, after this break, Brian will speak the truth. We will uh, give you a <laughs> message you must listen to. In association with Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed, Reese, it works for you. Thank you to everyone who's played a part, especially those who've texted in, especially Brian, who writes, Morning, men. I think Grant has been indulging in too many magic mushrooms if he thinks the Highlanders can win. They couldn't beat an egg. If me Canes turn up, they'll win by 20. And the Chiefs are almost as bad as the Landers. Well, there's a whole heap to unpack of that one. But thank you, Brian. Don't hold back, will you? Thanks, Brian. Don't hold back. Nice to hear from our listeners. do mushrooms before you come on the radio, Grant. Really nice to hear from you, Brian. And keep them coming, everyone. Dial in 0800-150-811. Join us up after the break. The Saturday session rolls on. Plenty of cricket to discuss. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.